Welcome back to Garbage Juice, where it's a summer of recording Top Gun. Top Gun vibes, folks. Welcome back to the show. Happy Midsummer Solstice. Midsummer's night, a summer's evening. Here, coming to you live. Coming to you live from GJT headquarters in uh, the heart of Middle Earth. That's right. Coming to you, Kansas City, Missouri, folks. Every week we bring you the live and the sometimes the not so live. But, um, Welcome back to the show. First up today, we are a food and culture podcast. Amongst a few things, we'll share a nice little video. This is a Mano's pizza and Italian cuisine. And as you can see, they do a whole lot more than just pizza. This is called the gondola. It's an entire loaf of Italian bread stuffed with spaghetti, topped with meatballs, smothered in sauce and grated cheese. It's ooey, gooey, delicious, and low carb. Just kidding. This is a pizza baby. They take an entire cheese pizza, curl it into the perfect nest, and then stuff it with a pasta of your choosing. This pesto sauce was fantastic. Then they put a little cheese on top. They make the pasta fresh to order and the carbonara was on point. People always ask, how do you eat these? And the answer is however you can. They have Mm, pizza pasta combos and pizza calzone combos. And of course they have a dessert. This is called the Sweet Baby. It's a churro style bread stuffed with Neapolitan ice cream and topped with pretty much everything. It wouldn't be Vegas if it wasn't over the top. Have you been, would you go, let me know and follow me for all the Vegas. Wow, sassy. How about that? So what we just watched. The collapse of of society is coming. And it looks delicious. (laughs) There it is. There's our intro hook right there. We're getting so good at this. So this is the end. Listener, what we just watched is a TikTok uh, influencer who uh, brought to us um, a video of a restaurant in <laughs> Vegas, one of Lee's uh, top destinations for 2022, uh, late <laughs> summer, early fall. Uh, check out his travel blog. You have links to that in the show notes. Uh, I don't re- remember something. Uh, Italian, it was the name, and uh, it gave bread bowls on bread bowls. I think about the bread bowls that you've had or you've gone to Olive Garden for, and imagine just uh, pepped up pizzazz of some uh, bread bowls on um, on steroids, jazzed up and ready to fill your tummy. But also, listener, what you, what you're hearing me say and what you're thinking in your head is probably true. This is tummy ache-inducing food. We're gonna induce some tummy aches with a bowl of pasta and cream sauce with seven to eight pounds of cheese per serving for one one. And that bowl is a pizza. The bowl yeah. is a pizza. Yeah. The bowl let's, is a pizza. Let's not forget that. I don't know what I don't know what like as a culinary guy, I I'd never thought about how you would um take a piece of paper. You, you like a flat piece of circular paper, you cut um a radius halfway through not a diameter you cut a radius and then you begin to conify 
the piece of paper. Imagine that. That's what they did with a pizza. Get a, get a, get you around pizza instead of using your roller and start making slices. Just get your knife. You get a cone. You slice from the center out one line, and then you start bringing the ends inward and coningifying. And there you have it, folks. It's just that simple. You could do this at your home. Why would you when you have a chance to go to Vegas this summer? Airline travel is the best it's ever been. Ticket prices are cheaper than they could be ever. Um, (laughs) And uh, we have Biden to thank for all of this. So let's go Brandon, folks. He's, He's bringing us great deals in the economy. Um, Lee, you were going to mention uh, interest rates and how how great they've been and how lucky we are for gas prices, uh, real estate prices, any type of investment. It's just a great idea right now. Money's doing real big things. And I don't even know what to do. Yeah, I wish I knew what to do. Yeah, I don't even know what to do. I've never we've never experienced anything like this in our lives. Right. You know. So there's never been such a time of flux <laughs> that we've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes me want to eat uh, uh, an ice cream sundae served in a pizza bowl, which was one of the desserts that she was featuring in her. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't just have main courses and appetizers. Yeah. There was a dessert <clears throat> in a what they call like a churro bread or a, a, a dessert bread. Like a, yeah, a dessert bread. Mm-hmm. And they fisted scoops. There, there was actually there. just to step back for a second. There was a little kid like in that TikTok or Instagram. Fuck you, Klaus Schwab. Fuck you. Yeah. Or whatever. Was like yeah. a, showed a, a second of him where they oh, put yeah. the uh, the loaf of Italian bread that was stuffed full of spaghetti, covered in about three pounds of mozzarella cheese, and then there was more cheese on top with a bunch of marinara sauce on it. He kind of looked up at the person providing it to him in a sense that. All of my instincts as a homo sapien are telling me as a human being that this is wrong. And I don't, but I don't really know enough to question it. That was kind of the look on his face as he looked up at the person who's serving it to him. The camera just happened to catch that moment. I thought that, that we should, I will probably clip that. I saw the same, same thing. It was the moment that he realized that we are all doomed as a society. Yeah. It was on his face and he was a young boy, maybe middle school age. And he, that look was the realization, like, this isn't good. No. Whatever's happening here. This isn't is. right. I would dream, I would ask for this, but I should never receive it. So exactly. It, exactly. What a look. Yeah. He, he like this little, <laughs> little, little boy, looked like someone who'd be from somewhere like Iowa or Kansas or something like that. Like typical you know? middle America son. Just little white boy but with this face where he just knew he's like my ancestors are telling me that this there's something wrong with what's being put in front of me and i'm not old enough to actually channel those thoughts properly yeah the haunting of a thousand generations of exactly that that's what was in his face yes that's what was in his face yeah Uh, as they put down that three pound italian bread spaghetti cheese marinara abomination horror i mean i get i get chills replaying it uh and that 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 face will haunt me too (laughs) my jaw dropped my 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 mouth was uh, i know the view i know the listener can't see but my mouth was open the entire time because i ryan hadn't shown this to me before yeah so this is new um kind of more powerful than anything stanley kubrick has done 
it was like the <laughs> like the Native American man standing in a field of trash and he's just crying and he's looking at like a scorched fairgrounds of trash or something. I could have that completely yeah, with wrong. Yeah, tear. Yeah, like he was like an Italian. He was Italian or something. By oh, the okay. Way. Just uh, out of fun oh, trivia you know. fact. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of a similar scene. Maybe maybe most of our viewers won't know that reference. It's, it's ancient. It dates us. But uh, yeah. It's always, it just <laughs> yeah, all most, around... of, most of our listeners are uh, nine years old. Right. So right. And nine years old now, by the time they're hearing this, it'll be some kind of how not to do a podcast series. <laughs> uh, one of those one of those quirky weird like hard to believe viral uh netflix documentaries that has a blurb sometime a decade from now about like could you believe this was going on <laughs> what, what were they thinking how eclectic well we're here now doing the best we can with what we have in the face of uh, a 75 basis point in uh, Fed fund rate increase um, for all for all those who who want to know a little bit about economics. Basically, what happens when they say they, ra- they raise interest rates, basically the, the Fed, people who control money are raising the cost of money for banks, They're raising the cost for banks to borrow money. You know, banks take money, they pay a rate for that money, and then they sell that money in the form of a loan at a higher rate. OK, so if the Fed fund rate is, let's say, 2% or 3%, you know, your mortgage rate from a bank with all the risk and everything included, because the bank takes the risk, the Fed doesn't, might be 6 7% to account for not only to make a profit, but also for the risk of providing you that, that resource. So um, a 75 basis point, 7, 0.75 increase in that Fed funds rate uh, will turn into about a 2.5% increase on like a mortgage rate, for, for example. Uh, and um, what you have now is a combination of the most expensive housing market since uh, the housing bubble crash in 2008, uh, combined with interest rates that haven't been seen since the 80s. Um, so for anyone out there looking to buy a house in a hot metro area like the West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, uh, Metroplex, or Phoenix, or Las Vegas, or Austin, Texas, I would strongly recommend you don't. But you know, people are going to do what people are going to do, right? So, well, in any case, let me me interject. If you're looking to buy only from Miami, Fort Lauderdale, up to Bangor, Maine, across... Across to the Puget Sound, Seattle, <laughs> down to Southern San Diego, back to Brownsville, Texas, and then back up to New Orleans, and then back down to Tampa, and anywhere in between there. It, it might be a little tough, yeah, but not everywhere. Okay, continue. Well, I actually, I looked at prices in Detroit, because I was curious. I'm like, hey, I wonder yeah. what $300,000, which is... Probably what, say, middle to upper middle class American family could afford. That, you know, that's, that was the price 000. that didn't really cost too much. 300000 It never cost too yeah. much of a stir for okay. most Americans, right? Or for public. Listen, in, Det- in Detroit, you can get a five-bedroom house for that amount of money. But you got to live in Detroit, I think, is, is the main catch here. And uh, people are just not dealing with that anymore. Mm. So there's a lot of people 
who say, hey, we're not living in the places that we used to be okay with living, places like Cleveland and Cincinnati and Kentucky and Detroit and all these places that people don't want to live. They say, well, we're going to move to Texas. We're going to move to Florida, the places that people actually want to live. And there's, there's no supply anymore. And then there's so much inflation going on that the market is completely ballooned. And uh, I don't know, everyone our age, you know, I'm 34. Everyone my age is looking, uh, if they don't have a house, can we buy a house? What can we do? Uh, What should I do? And we usually look upon our prior experiences for guidance, right? Um, Unfortunately, the only thing that we remember for being adults is the 2008 kind of bubble, right? Where everything crashed out. That was because they were giving strippers that only had cash salaries and didn't have any credit, you know, loans for five different houses at once. You know, they're just throwing yeah. loans to whoever wanted them. A, bi- um, a bit of a mention in the uh, Adam McKay's film, The Big Short, right? They talk yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a yield guy. Okay. I make 2000 on a fixed rate prime loan, right? But I can make 10000 on a subprime adjustable. Trust me, I'm not driving a seven series without strippers. No one on the pole has good credit and they're all cash rich. I think I read Warren Buffett say something like that. No. <laughs> not right. Who's Warren yeah. Buffett? Okay, so strippers like exotic dancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nude, you know, topless. Strippers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you introduce us? Yes! Yes! I always get option pay adjustables. I'm a private contractor. I mean flexibility. And you tell the mortgage company what you do? I write therapist. You say you always do adjustables, and you have more than one loan on a property? Everybody does, at least down here. That way you only put down like 5%. Well, prices have leveled off though, right? Yeah, there's a goalie. Okay, look, if home prices don't go up, you are not going to be able to refinance and you're going to be stuck paying whatever your monthly payment is once it jumps up after your teaser rate expires. Your monthlies could go up two, three hundred percent. James says I can always refinance. Well, he's a liar. Actually, in this particular case, James probably is wrong. Two hundred percent on all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? We're talking about two loans on one house, right? I have five houses and a condo. Hey, there's a bubble. How do you know? So that was the situation, but now it's much harder to get a loan or should be. Um, it, there's just certain markets are way overbought and and that's kind of pushing up other markets. And uh, it's, it's crazy right now. It's crazy how expensive things are. It's crazy how much gas is. It's crazy how much it is to do anything. To do anything. Yeah. It, you wake up one day in 2019 and you're like, hey, this is, you know, I, I have an understanding of how the economy works. I have an understanding of how things, how much things. Have cost. My life might be tough. Three but years I got later, a good handle on things now. Right now, <laughs> like I got a pretty strong handle, and I'm okay to make some pretty good decisions that are going to parlay into some very beneficial, positive kind of outcomes for me financially and emotionally. And then, then you wake up three years later, you're living in a tent by least, a sewage plant. At least we're not having to wear our masks everywhere. Let's not take that for granted, you know, because we know, folks, we know that uh, you can't survive off of hope, but you got to have a little bit of hope. Can't survive off it. You got to have a little bit to survive. We got to have some kind of positivity on BlackRock consuming all private property across the east and west coast and everywhere in between. And 
corporate entities dipping their hand into real estate investment, which um, positives from this country, corporations are getting really strong. And those corporations are, are, are getting a lot of money. And those that are with money and power and resources, they're becoming more powerful. So hell yeah. Um, in the marvelfication of our future, when the bad guys come from planet <laughs> that want to come and destroy us, we could hopefully watch our corporations band together with uh, superpowers. And then on top of that, they'll come together with some witty banter that they'll pizzazz back and forth to each other. And it's like a kind of sexual, but like, we don't know because it's a black guy and a white girl. And he doesn't really show that too much. So mm. <laughs> yeah, we'll have plenty of hope in the future for, for the corporations to save us and our overlords. And um, maybe the interest rate. Well, our homeboy, Viking? Klaus Strauss. Fuck you, Klaus Schwab. Fuck you. He, we talked to him quite a lot while, during our time in Davos. For those who, who are just turning in for the first time, we just mm-hmm. spent uh, 40, uh, 45 days in Davos. That's uh, right. Towards the mid, and, mid, uh, mid-end, May, May 22nd through the 26th, we were there. Beautiful Davos. 40 Beautiful days event. and 40 nights talking to Klaus Schwab, Schwab and folks who are going to rule the world. You know? All of the pasta stuffed calzones in a pizza bread bowl with the fettuccine Parmesan Romano glaze on top of it that you could eat. And it was room service. Everything was splendid. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Delightful. And, and what we learned is that we're not going to need to own anything. And I think we've talked about that before on the show, but uh, we're, you're not going to pop a clause. Santa Claus, as we like to call him, mm-hmm. going to take care of all of us. Yeah, I mean, um, hopefully, hopefully, you're going to sit that... in your pod. You're going to be delivered yeah. uh, a soupy-like nutrient substance. Um, you will log into your work console, perform your tasks for the day, log out, be uh, shown some type of visual digital entertainment, and then sedated to wake up the next day to do it again. And that's what we're looking towards here. It will, we'll be so happy. We'll be so relieved to get to that point. So <laughs> <laughs> be so good. We're going to be really stoked when that comes up. We got so much. You know, who's getting the short end of the stick here though, is, is Joe Biden. Come on, man. Got to feel bad for him at some well, point. Well, right? I mean, I see the you gas. Know, I just really this, doesn't know. I see the stickers. I see the stickers on the gas pump and I see that's my fault. I did that. <laughs> I got to believe it. <laughs> Again, because oh, politics is the most boring topic on the planet. And I'm not going to I'm not going to look that up, please. Like a fucking research. Sure. Zero juice score. So, yeah. Zero juice score. Totes. But yeah, he's not getting, you know, he's devoted his life to public service as a member of the Senate for 108 years <laughs> and then becoming president of this, the greatest country on earth, American exceptionalism. We have, um, I, I think like we as a people have undersold, like, like we need to step it up, right? Like, you know, like, um, hey guys, the manager's trying really hard and it's a Friday night dinner rush. And frankly, the line has been putting out sub-quality sautés. Salad prep has not been going to the back and restocking like they, they're supposed to. 
Dish Pit is taking way too many cigarette breaks. The floor is complaining and on their phone too much. The bartenders aren't helping run drinks, nor are the servers. But the manager, the manager there has been busting his ass since he got there at the crack at 10 a.m. when everyone else didn't have to come in until 10.45 a.m. And now it's 9.30 p.m. And like the end is in sight, but you know what, like that last little bit, like we need to pick up our slack as a country. We need to step up and say, Joe Biden, would you like all of us to do a thing where we say, okay, one day a week, we'll work for free. And that money will go back to the people that need it, the people of Ukraine. And we could every week, we could devote one day's pay to the people of Ukraine. So Biden and his administration can, I mean, they get the, the credit that they deserve. You know, we're going to make sure that the, the funds are right to allocate to the people in need, specifically to the Ukraine. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving $55 billion for the next quarter, each quarter for the next four or five years. <laughs> well, two, two years to the next presidency, when the baton is handed off to <laughs> and then from there, our transportation secretary himself, cross-sectionality man, CIA asset, <laughs> McKinsey elite graduate, photo op Afghanistan. Uh, but like, listen, let, let me, let me, let, let me summarize my thoughts for a second here. All right. When Trump was in office, you had 50% of the country who hated him from the start, all right? Never gonna like him. You had another 30% that loved him no matter what. That was his base. Those are the people who went out and voted for him in the primaries. You had another 20% that could kind of flip between the two sides or stay somewhere in the middle. 50% hate. 30% love, 20% in the middle. Would you agree with that in general? I would say that that's pretty accurate. Of the people that vote, right? Like two thirds of the country. Yeah, of the voting population. Like yeah, that's, exactly. all, that's all I yeah, know yeah. about, okay? Yeah. I don't know if people don't vote, we don't have the numbers, yeah. we don't have the data. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. With Joe Biden, I just feel like everyone's left that guy. Like every everyone's just left him behind. I would find it hard to identify an individual under the age of 45 that has a positive opinion of him right now. Yeah. I, and You're right. I could do it easily with Trump, yeah. easily with Obama, easily. easily with any other political figure.
Maybe and, besides and it, Nancy it's, Pelosi. It becomes it's exponentially like a, easier if you go back in time because of the monoculture scenario that once existed that um, hopefully we can bring back as a podcast and we're working on it. <laughs> and I make a conversation and I inject it into people after I saw the gas pump stickers. And I tell them <laughs> it's Joe Biden bad guy. And they say, well, job unemployment is very low right now. So I like they say stuff like that. And it's like, oh, you're boring me. Uh. <laughs> like, that's so fucking stupid. But I don't say that because that'd be rude to say to someone that you've never really met before. Besides that moment that you're sharing with them uh, on the job or in, in a vehicle or something. So there is, and that's going to be. I just feel like everyone's jumping ship on that guy. Like when the New York Times is putting out articles like, hey, the Democrats may be looking for someone else in 2024. You know, it's done. It's over. (laughs) Joe Biden's looking for something else in 2024. Uh, He's got a, he's not, yeah, he's not like a, a great figure at any point in his career. And if you look back, it looks terrible. There's only like glimpses of him that people remember on television wearing sunglasses driving a convertible get in we're gonna we're gonna save the nation or some fucking stupid park and recs bit great show real uh we're we're parks and not drag park and rec i'm sorry parks and recs they don't deserve that into this yeah i'm gonna cut that uh but he's not gonna he's not a person or a, or a figure that was anything of value to anybody. Americans didn't, he's a Delaware uh, senator, which is, it's just a state it created for credit cards to headquarter out of, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a, he's got like the worst of, of everything going on. You just look back and it just gets really, really racist. The further you look back at him and what he's doing now, it's kind of funny because it doesn't really vibe with a lot of people. He's been on the record as saying something and where then his staff goes right behind him and says, yeah, well, what the president actually meant. And then, he'd come, <laughs> then he'll come back and be like, no, I meant what I said. <laughs> listen up. Listen here, fat. Listen. What? <laughs> you hear that sound bite where he was in the, one of those you know, town hall deals pre-election and somebody stood up to him? And he's, he's like slipped. He's, he's like, you know, said like, listen here, buddy or friend. Or he said, listen, fat. He's like tripping over his words. And Okay, I'm not going to get an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do. But, uh, but look, fat, look, here's the deal. Uh, it's so bad. But it's, it's funny. So, it's so bad. It is funny. It's so bad. Look, on the bright side here, we have some, we have some laughter. Because there is a, a situation where he's almost as funny as Trump in a lot of ways, but like not like he's he's uh, putting on a performance <laughs> like you see Trump able to do. But again, we can blame the Facebook algorithms to making me buy this T-shirt that I'm wearing. Just like we can, <laughs> just like we can blame media in the past for giving us conceptions of who people are. So everything that we needed to know about Joe Biden was not just like a cool little cutaway clip from a Parks and Rec episode or a meme or like an image with him in sunglasses eating ice cream and just being a grandpa figure or telling stories about how the little black kids would twist his leg hairs. 
by the pool as he was a lifeguard, imagining that he could have been a handsome younger man and he's a man in power, could excite some Americans, could arouse them sexually. Uh, but it's yeah. just, I, I just, I feel like there's just nothing he can do at the no, same time. There's yeah. nothing to be done. There's nothing to be done. He, I mean, he, he, I he guess can't you could do like, anything. You could like do something where you like make sure children wouldn't starve. <laughs> like if it ever came down to it, if there was ever like, <laughs> or like senior citizens could receive healthcare without going bankrupt, and, and like veterans could receive mental health, like screen help, like help, and uh... like I said, there's nothing could... he can do. There's take, nothing he can do. You could take the money that was never anywhere until it was it was printed to loan them to go to a college, and then the door was shut. And psych, there's no jobs. You owe us $60,000 for two and a half years <laughs> for Tallahassee Community College. <laughs> psych. You could, I mean, you could, there could be a few things like forgiven to, to make sure that instead of like having that money go directly to ukraine you could maybe see what would happen if you just let people spend that the you know the few hundred extra or the few thousand extra they might have and see what it would do to local economies i don't know i never really thought about this stuff like i've never really fleshed it out i'm not an expert i don't do certainly not well listen if you give people money to buy things that's going to push the inflation up one point you know that is that is something to keep in mind okay now, the way you're talking right now, it sounds like you should be on the Tucker Carlson show. Friend of the show, Tucker, <laughs> Tucker T-Money, tuck it to the thigh, tuck it between the thighs, Tuck Master himself. Little segment I like to call Tuck Your Jimmy, Tucker Carlson and Jimmy Dore. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, they're live circa maybe five months ago. On Tucker Carlson today, and uh, this is, folks, this is a new segment where we're. This gonna is where this is also where Tucker can kind of casually down a little bit. Yeah, 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 folks. Uh, listener at home, he, with, he with is. The flannel. We're going to start a video here. He's in a button-up flannel that is just casually. It looks like it's the buttons released at the cuff and at the top, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it's a little less product. I love the uh, cabin wood paneling in the background. Yeah. It makes you feel yeah, like you're, yeah. you're in the, um, the the mountain house, the cottage home, the... Uh, or the plains. The fishing. You yeah. know, like the mid the middle of the country, the flyover yeah. states, right? Yeah. You, you got that green background behind them, you see? Like an ambiance. Like, like a little... Yeah. Yeah. The high you know, plains. You're about, you're, you're, there's some corn that's mm-hmm. growing around you. The Kansas Plateau, God's country. And this is not like circa now. This is circa release of uh twister yeah one of the one of the greatest time to be in the garbage juice podcast annals of uh film um great great movie flicks we'll have a link to that on our website the jgpqrs film studio for all you film buffs out there but let's listen to this conversation but you kept talking about economics that used to be the central conversation on the left, or in America, actually. Yeah. Why Why no more? Uh, because the establishment has learned how to co-opt identity politics to make to put the brakes on economic progress and justice. So, they, the, so the joke I do 
So if you want to, if you want to help, uh, I, I would say if you want to help black people, nothing would help them more than uh, free college, student loan relief, and Medicare for all, and a living wage. Whoa, hey, Oh, hey, what? hey. What? Hey. What the? Hey. What in fuck's you name? You can't say that on Tucker Carlson. Let's see what he says. Uh, but Joe Biden comes in, does none of those things, but he makes Juneteenth the holiday. So do you understand what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I do yes. understand. So that, yes. that's, they're all, it's all signals, but there's no whoa, substance. Whoa, 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 We're signaling that we want. Yeah. What, what's your wait, thoughts? Wait. What's your thoughts? So, so far, wait, again, listen, you, you can't cut the talk. Nope. You can't cut the talk. Where is he coming in here to eviscerate this guy and say, whoa, 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 one moment here. One moment here. What do you mean? Give black people things. And that's what uh, listener uh, there. He says, I the understand. Same. Yeah, you're thinking the same thing as we are. Tuckman's about to go off. <laughs> He's about to swing that big old host dick right across Jimmy's face. <laughs> you don't come on TC today and fucking, oh, great initials, by the way. TC, Tom Cruise, Tucker Carlson, not a coincidence. No, no way. Not at all. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll continue here because we're waiting for it to help the minority community, but we're not actually helping them. So that's what identity politics is. It's a big diversion. And the joke I say, you know, if it was 1860, the Democrats would be bragging about their first transgendered slave owner. And so what I'm trying to tell people is that's a, a that really when you vote take. for them, when you vote for somebody inside the Democratic Party, no matter what they say, no matter what they believe, they're going to go along with Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi goes along with Goldman Sachs and Raytheon. So when you're voting for someone inside the Democratic Party, you're voting for Goldman Sachs and Raytheon because they are not standing up to those people. So Wait, the idea on, that we have progressives inside the Democratic Party. Does, does he not know that Goldman Sachs and Raytheon are probably sponsors of this morning show? <laughs> Oh, man. Good point. Um, but again, this is um, America's dining room, family room, the Tucker Carlson Today Show, TC Today. Yeah. And you're free to say what you want. It's not about corporate sponsorship. At a party, it's actually more deleterious to the progressive movement to have them there. Why is that, Jimmy? Because it gives people a false impression that there's somebody in government fighting for you, that there's one of the parties that are kind of on your side, and they aren't. And the quicker people realize that, that both parties are not on their side, they only serve the oligarchy. We are, in fact, in an oligarchy. Your democracy was stolen way before Trump. Until that happens, we won't ever have real change. But what about Ocasio-Cortez? She's on Instagram. <laughs> Ocasio-Cortez campaigned on a floor vote on Medicare for all. And she campaigned on creating what she called a ruckus, meaning you have to stop being polite. This is a quote, you have to stop being polite. We tried being polite and it got us nowhere. And it wasn't until we started acting out and speaking impolitely that we even created the circumstances for change. That's what she tweeted just doing what she said so i started to put heat on people like aoc and the chime was you messaging me right at the end of i was screen recording that that's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny i was like son of a bitch uh, you got me right at the last second so maybe maybe again. we didn't get to the point where tucker like yeah um slashes off his head listener, for these statements listener at home or or is time that. a flat circle as i said is it is it all just mushing together now Dusty Mason, her looming shadow. Bright.
time is moving faster than it's ever moved before at the same rate that we once knew a year is now happening in like a day in like a way that there was once always just a monoculture and there was once just a thing that would just last through society much, much more. The thing that now we call a meme, right? The Budweiser frogs, right? Like, what's up? Quick note to the listener. listener. Ryan has his Budweiser commercials a little mixed up. There are Budweiser frogs. Bud. Wow. Bud. And then there were Budweiser guys saying, what's up? What's up with you? Nothing. Watching game, having a butt. True. True. What's up? Yo, who's that? Yo! Yo, pick up the phone! Hello? What's up? What's up? Like, that lasted like 17 years. That lasted long as shit. And it was the thing that people would talk about. So now the life cycle of things, and we know them more, more than anything, is memes or viral clips, um, talking points from any figure, drama, um, news, right? It's, it's, it's in one ear and out the other. All the people that had the Ukraine flag in their bios that you refused to do that I did, I've now moved on from that to something else, but yeah, these things happen really fast. So I had, I looked up when this clip was from, and it says on YouTube from five months ago. So that would put it Feb, January, February, maybe when this comes Mm -hmm. out, he's wearing a flannel. So presumably it could be cold outside. Uh, But folks, if you don't know, you know who Tucker Carlson is. Everyone in America does. They watch him every night. If you don't know Jimmy Dore, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He looks like an ethnic man, white ethnic. Uh, he, <laughs> he has a, a variety of take. Again, industry friend, maybe at the, uh, the sit down at Mar-a-Lago, still can't confirm the big names for legal reasoning. He might sound like someone, if you listen, if you go like deeper into stuff, he might sound like someone that uh, TC would maybe disagree with. But recently, you would see Jimmy um, online being um, ridiculed and, um, you know, people picking on him and saying that his takes aren't actually from the left. And that he has um, some reactionary values. But ultimately, what we heard from him there also didn't quite seem like messaging that we might hear Tucker Carlson not completely obliterate. So if you go on YouTube and you type in Jimmy Dore on Tucker Carlson today, you could find the f- like a fuller clip to see what goes on there. But again, like it was putting me to sleep with all that politic talk. I didn't do that. I just saw that clip posted and thought, wow, this is this is good stuff here because, um, you know, although I don't understand it, maybe maybe it's some tips for Biden. Maybe Biden could have a, a sit down on the Tucker Carlson today and Tucker could straighten him out. I would I would love that. And maybe more than but, anything uh, else, our, our leaders are just people like we see in our everyday life just like a magnification of these people, but these people that we might see that have a real need to be right. Like the, 
the I think you should leave comedy where he's at the cafe and he meets some guy for an interview and the interview goes great. And he goes to walk out the door and he goes to push it. And the guy's like, no, it's a pool or vice versa. And he goes, no, I was here yesterday. It goes both ways. Oh, looks like you push. Oh, no, it does both. What? It does both. I was here yesterday. It actually goes both ways. Oh, okay. Okay, see ya. And he's fighting and he's sweating and he's struggling because he doesn't want to look like an idiot and he can't be wrong because everything just went so good. And so he just manpowers and <laughs> completely breaks the fucking door through. Just so he wouldn't be wrong. Hope to hear from you soon. And I could not stop laughing. Really good. And it made so much sense. And sometimes when you pick up on something the second time around, it makes a lot of sense. So hopefully second time around, we'll get one of our handsome grandpas back in office. Trump, Biden, mm. one of those. One of those comes back and we'll get... It's like when you listen to an album, you give it one playthrough and you don't judge. You let it play and then you come back to it in good spirits and then you see what you like about it. That second album play is what they need. Best case scenario, we get our shit together and finally do a two president White House. Two presidents. Because honestly, seven days a week for four, four years straight is a lot to do working. We saw Trump do it. We're assuming that Biden's doing it. It's a lot. Trump even worked through his COVID. There, there ain't no way. That guy is like, he's 108 <laughs> years old, as you said previously. There's no way he's doing anything. There's nothing to be done. They're asking him uh, about inflation. He's like, yeah, we're, we're looking into that. You know, we're going to take care of that. Uh, talk, talk to the Fed guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's just old and tired and there's nothing for him to do. There's nothing for him to do. I'm going to uh, outsource this to yeah. my expert in the field. Now time for some soup. Yeah. Time for soup. You know, get into my slippers and off to bed. It's 6.30 p.m. The, you would think you'd be like, all right, listen, I'm going to get a task force of the most innovative minds in the world on the economy. And I'm going to sit them down every day for the next two years. And we're going to figure out how to get through this in the best way possible. That's all you need to do, right? You get down and you say those whatever, 15 words, and you go and you do it. And every day you videotape that meeting of people getting together and talking about what to do. And you stream it on YouTube, right? And you figure it out, or you figure something out, you do something. It doesn't even matter if it works or not work. That's optics. It like shows, hey, this guy, he's getting the best minds together to figure out this problem that we're facing that's so unique. You know, this crazy after COVID, so much money has been pumped in, low housing starts, uh, high, uh, un, uh, uh, was it low unemployment, but high inflation and the economy looks good, but it's not good. We're going to figure out exactly what's going on. We're going to set this ship straight. I'm going to get the 20 of the smartest guys in there. I don't care what their politics are. I don't care what they've done in the past. I want them in the room. I want them talking about it. I want solutions on my desk every week. And we're going to act upon them and bring them to Congress. And if they don't do anything about it, you should vote them out in, in 20, uh, at the end. I don't care what party they're in. Vote them out. 
that person would win an election every single time. That's all they need to say. But they won't. There's nothing to be done. If And I'm not that smart. And that's my thought. People are way smarter in the political sphere on how to do things like that. I just think that makes the most sense and would work for 90% of Americans be like, hmm, well, someone's trying to take care of it. Counterpoint. 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 They're not that smart. <laughs> probably just a couple IQ points above this and it's never been about how smart you are to get somewhere that's not that's not good but it's not good it could be right like we could live in that society or the utopian society led by leaders is is within reach I think I think I think we could get there people that are leaders like if you're out on the in the rink right you got your your hockey team and you have captains right hockey has captains don't they Elon Musk could figure it out for sure. I know he would. He would, he would, if he really cared that much, he, he cares about, I mean, like for him, like the day-to-day economics don't even matter anymore. You know, it, it really doesn't. He, Do you, he cares about like getting people to the, to Mars and sustainable energy and shit like that. I mean, it, the day, the year to year economic flows don't really impact him, but if he did care, he would probably do the same thing, get enough smart people in the room, pay them a lot of money and figure that the shit out and then go do it. Yeah. I mean, for Tesla stock to be so high, it's impressive. Uh, but I, I've, I've thought about this too. It's almost like, would he, would he, do you think he would ever do it? Or do you think he'd have Elon? to get to, do, would he have to get to Biden age before he would go through with it? No, by the time he gets to Biden's age, they'll already have shot him into like some planet somewhere like him and Tom Cruise who will be like, I don't know, 95 him and look at, like, looking like a 49 people. year old. Yeah. So some like musicians and, and they're just going to shoot off to Mars. Right. Kim Kardashian, perhaps um, all the best you know, specimens. Rich Richard Branson will be 149. Uh, and still going to get a big ass ship parasailing all, all with of us, Obama. All of us plebs are going to just look up and be like, bye. And they're just going to go. And that's going to be it. And then all the other rich people will follow them eventually over, over time. That, and, and they'll just leave us here. They make the movies about it because they're, they're preparing us for that. You know, there's all these movies where it's like, oh, the earth is dying and everyone, it's only poor, like degenerate people and all the rich people live in Elysium or Mars, wherever the hell. And they're just preparing us for it. You know, they, this is just, you know, oh, the, there's, there goes the chairman of Disney and of Viacom and, and of Monsanto. Bye, guys. Have fun. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> the elites will dump your sorry ass like yesterday's. And that's, and that's why no one's figuring garbage. this out. Like, no one cares. No, no one of any power cares what happens in a, like a year or two or three or five. They don't care. It doesn't impact them. So you know, Biden's certainly not going to be around five years. Let's say that. 
but a lot of other people they they don't really care or they're you know focused on other things so i just feel like it could be so easy to get this whole thing under control obviously the fed raising interest rates is one thing but there's got to be other solutions out there to start trying to hedge inflation basically into bringing down housing prices and start more housing and rebuild the infrastructure and provide healthcare and other types of services to people i don't know i like I like this conversation. I like this idea because it it does feel like something that most people could really agree with that they, there's there's a level of care that's not really there. And maybe we can pick up with this on next episode because I know that you said that um, we're going to have to uh, wrap up a little early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was yeah. a conference that you got to be a part of and it's, what is it? Uh, it's about 10.30 a.m. in Tokyo and that was going to be... So you need to be ready for that. Yeah, but maybe it's, a, it's maybe an Asian care... furry conference. <laughs> you, you're not still trading Funko Pops internationally? Funko, Funko? No, it's an Asian fury, fury furry conference Fusion. slash Funko Pop trading event slash things I can't tell you about. Interesting. Well, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting to hear more from that. And, you know, I've already invested um i'm excited the real quick before we go i want to say that that it fascinates me to jump deeper into that thought of our leaders just not really caring it's cool not to care i'll admit it's really cool not to care yeah we learned folks we learned this in grade school caring it's really cool not to care for fucking losers Uh, for sure so if you're trying you're a try hard and you'll definitely never get any pussy um but at a certain point we used to be able to murder elsewhere as a country and bring back industry with that while simultaneously creating industry at home and then exponentially increasing. We don't feel like things maybe are increasing in a way that they might have before. Sure, there's all types of cycles that we will go through in time and it's always happened in history, but it feels like the consumption of human soul that was once turned outward has now maybe turned inward. And instead of being the predator abroad, we're doing a cannibalizing thing because we crashed somewhere in the Andes mountain in the, in the, in the fucking snowy uh, backdrop on top of a, uh, an icy mountain. And there is no hiking to get back to home in Argentina. We were, we're just going to be alive through this catastrophe and maybe have to consume each other's butt cheek flesh while we use the wreckage around us from the airplane crash to try to signal for help somewhere else. Maybe that inward cannibalizing can bring our nutrition back up so we can get back into helping Joe Biden help Kamala Harris get into the White House in 2024. (laughs) I think that that about wraps us up for today. Looking forward to next conversation. And here we are in the, the lazy days of summer. Hope every, hope all of our listeners are having a good summer so far. You got a lot of flights planned. Getting through. Yeah, this the, is a great episode hubs. to listen to. You're outside on mm-hmm. a Saturday with a nice hard lemonade, just chilling. This is what's going to bring those energy levels back up you know get you feeling really good about your weekend a hard dick in your swim trunks that you're trying to kind of conceal because <laughs> you're poolside and there's and you're just surrounded by hot bodies and you even you didn't really even know that you had those feelings 
but here they are and you may be thinking you know what ryan is actually not he's not a doctor i don't know why he's told me to retain my semen for so long <laughs> i already punched a hole straight through my cinder block garage <laughs> Oh man! I threw my PS4 remote control through my Samsung TV because <laughs> I got pissed. Because FIFA is actually a stupid game. It turns out I've been playing for it's like, 18 months, and it's you, actually dumb. Have you seen that. the boys? That show I haven't seen it yet. That I've Amazon been told, has I've been made. Told to see it. It's quite good. Okay. It's a new season out, but I feel like your uh, semen retention uh, advice may lead to superpowers that have unintended consequences. Okay. And we're yeah. gonna leave the listener with that. Nocturnal emissions? <laughs> Unexplained strength, power, and rage. And uh, if you want an explanation of what that does, watch The Boys. Great recommendation. Yeah, anyway. Good night, everyone, and happy wet dreams to all our listeners. Bye-bye.